My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I am Colin, and I am excited. I am so excited. I'm beyond excited. I've watched the ending of that new episode at least maybe 23 times. So heavy spoilers for Ahsoka Part 4, oh my God. Fallen Jedi. Oh. So heavy spoilers, guys. So if you haven't seen Ahsoka Part 4, which I think you probably should have by now. Yeah. Because Colin and I was just talking about it. There's really <laughs> no excuse for you not to have seen the episode because the episodes air six pacific nine eight central yeah so i mean there's and, and the episodes are so short too that you should be able to watch it and then you can watch on your phone too in bed if you have to so yeah spoilers for part four ahsoka before we get started of course we want to recognize all of our awesome supporters on the yeah. here we have darth ace one liam mccallion texas vader 76 chris simpson kev laniger dem mccaffrey drew peters zach netzel on the red tier, we have Fenrir526. Maya Morris. On the black tier, we have Maka, Tautala, Nathan Shank, and Evan Opaker. Thank you so much for all your awesome support. I know we're early today. Um, but yeah, we really want to do this breakdown for you guys. And Colin hasn't really spoken to anyone about this episode other than myself late yeah. last night. So yeah, we definitely want to do that. And uh you know, Colin's excited. I'm. <laughs> I was shocked at that ending. I cried. I I was running around, and I was just like, I I mean, I was hoping that that would happen, but at the same time, is just like, it just didn't. It's 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 so weird with this show because for those who aren't fans of Rebels and all that stuff, it's. It's just kind of like a show, right? But to mm-hmm. us Star Wars fans, this is this is truly a gift. This is a uh, a just giant present wrapped in a bow. And this episode, honestly, was just us slowly tearing the present open. Because next week, I am telling you, is going to be huge. And we know it's going to be. Because this morning, they put out a... Uh, a poster and they announced that they were doing as like big screenings for the mid season premiere all across the, the United States, which is, which they never done that before. They've never done a public big screening like that. And it might be, be, might be because of the strike. I'm guessing just because they can't do normal press. So I think they wanted to get a bunch of, fans in different stadiums just so they have something to like kind of like say you know hey here's ahsoka we are celebrating it with the fans that's my guess because they have never done like a big public screen of where you go online and you sign up for it and 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 if they did it was a very quiet they were really quiet about it um but yeah so a, a decent amount of us are are going to that so I'm very, very, I, I'm so excited, man. Like, this is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah. 
There yeah, you go. for me, I wish that they did it in San Antonio, this fan event. They're not. They're doing it in Dallas. But luckily, my brother lives in Dallas. Yeah. So I'm going to just drive the four hours to his house Monday night. Worth it. <laughs> and then work my day job Tuesday at his house. And then from there, I think we're going to go to AMC North Park 15 IMAX. So if you're listening to us, watching this from the Dallas area, you'll be able to see me there. Maybe along with some familiar faces. I don't know yet. Um, there's other people um, that have been on the podcast that might actually go to this as well. So we shall see. So, And I like that start time, too. It's one hour early. So 7 p.m. Central time. So, yeah, I'm hyped for it. And uh, let's get this breakdown for part four underway here. So this was kind of interesting. Someone pointed out that they use different colors for the helmets. And the I like right there is blue. I kind of missed it there, but that's they also did that last week too, David. For Morocco being blue, I thought he was red last week. They no, like they they have changed the colors for for almost every episode because there was one episode of where they were doing the helmets and 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 like the face reveals for this where it was like all red and then one episode it was like um like some of the villains quotation mm -hmm. were blue so it it has changed a lot and i right, think but specifically i'm talking about Morocco for this episode he's uh, blue when he's been red the whole time but okay. Yeah, I don't. Interesting. I don't think there's a rhyme or reason, and if there is, it's it's some like hard code to break here because no one's been able to figure that out. So of course we get uh, back on the T six with Hu Yang working underneath, see Sabine there working on the console, and we're on the planet of Cetos, and they're trying to get the T six back up and running here, get the comms going. And you see Sabine trying to contact home, run, home One and that they are Fulcrum. And we have this interesting conversation between Sabine and Ahsoka. And the conversation basically is Ahsoka's trying to reconcile that, well, maybe the best thing, or she thinks the best thing is to leave Ezra out there all alone to avoid Thrawn becoming heir to the Empire. Which, of course, Sabine, her whole focus is is reuniting with Ezra. And do you think she has like a romantic interest for Ezra, or is it more brother sister? Okay, so going back all the way to, um, going back to Star Wars Rebels, mm -hmm. there, Ezra has definitely flirted with Sabine a lot, like a lot. And there were some episodes where Sabine did show compassion for him as well not a very like you know lovey-dovey compassion but like just enough to where it looked like she was flirting too so i don't know i i mean just the way this episode went it's just like we know that she's doing it for family and I could definitely see it being a romantic thing, but I think just because of they threw that line in like the first episode of where Ezra's said in the hologram, 
you are like a sister to me. I think Dave Filoni kind of wanted to steer away from from like the whole love, you know, kind of romantic story, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But yeah. Yeah, no. This whole episode just felt like it was a uh it definitely felt it like it was Star Wars. And there's some shows that they do where it's like, oh, like it's taking place in the Star Wars universe, but just it just doesn't have that full out Star Wars vibe. This episode had the like the Star Wars vibe. And there were so many callbacks. And you can definitely tell Dave Filoni worked on this project. You really can. Is that a note of fear? Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, so we we see Balin Skull and 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 his apprentice like kind of he talks about his faith a lot because of there's a line where she says that have faith. And then he's like, I lost that a long time ago. So my suspicion is we'll see him leave the Jedi order in a flashback or something like right before order 66 or, or, or like something going on or order 66 is happening. And then like he leaves because general Ram Coda and the force unleashed stories Sounds like he has a very similar story to him just because of um, he was the Jedi with the ponytail and then Starkiller blinds him and all that stuff. He didn't have clones under his command. So that's one of the main reasons why he survived. But then he came back um, uh, afterwards. And, and I can see how the stories are very similar. But how do you like Balin Skull? and and his apprentice so far they're great they're fantastic new villainous editions of star wars man it's just horrible that that ray stevenson didn't live to see all the praise that he's getting universally from everyone i mean his acting and his dialogue his nuance and his acting it was just terrific in this episode i i I really loved it it's just heartbreaking that he's no longer with us that he can really kind of enjoy being in star wars and being praised i think as much as as he's getting and he looks really cool his his fighting style is cool i mean just everything about him is just it's just awesome i i don't think there's any like negativity towards his character at all no he's just he's just awesome man and um right here um morgan elsbeth says is that a note of fear in her voice of course, Balin, yeah. Balin School says experience. Experience. Bam. Right. He's, so he's got that experience. Right. So now with that line, it's just like, what is he talking about? Could it be, you know, he was fleeing from Order 66? Did he experience like something so dark in the unknown regions that like that kind of really changed his perception and all that stuff? Like I there's so much depth to this character that I really would like to dive yes. into. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of depth of the character. I thought with the title card, Fallen Jedi, I thought we were going to get flashbacks for Balin Skull. We didn't. Hopefully in the future we do. I'm not sure if we have enough time for that, but I mean, yeah, interesting character. Everyone loves him. And right here. Mystical music playing. Part four, Fallen Jedi. 
So immediately, like I just said, I thought this was all going to be about Bale and Skull. I thought we're going to do a flashback, go back in time. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, the, um, I also really like the planet. I like the vibe of it. I, I, I enjoy like the low fog, like it's not too foggy, like it's just kind of there. And it just seems like a fall. Like um, so in, in in Michigan, there's a lot of days in the fall that are like this. Mm. So Yeah, I love this type of weather. Yeah, I I, I I love how they just had it in a very kind of chill. Yeah, I love Sabine here checking her guns, checking for to make sure they're loaded. And of course, she's she's on edge for the whole mission because she's just laser focused on recovering Ezra and getting to him, getting Ezra back to her. And you can see her armor there. She has the purgle on her pauldron there now that has changed over over time. It's so great to see her in her full Mando. Yes. Suit. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I like, I mean, it's seeing these characters jump from animation to live action is insane. And those first couple episodes where we did get Sabine, I didn't really get that Sabine. I mean, she was clearly, she was clearly Sabine, but at the same time, it was weird not seeing her have the Sabine look. Mm -hmm. But now that she has, that like Sabine look of where her hair is cut. She's wearing the armor. It's like, all right, this is Sabine Wren. She she has had a hell of a journey. And it's super, super exciting to like see that on screen. There was a lot of fighting in this episode, too. Yeah, a lot of rock'em sock'em robots here. Yeah, with, no. With Hu Yang <laughs> being 25,000 years old. He knows a thing or two, so he held his own. I I wish I was here to see Hunter's reaction to the droids fighting. Yeah, then of course, Hu Yang notifies Ahsoka and Sabine by turning off the power. Then Ahsoka immediately knows, and this is the clip that we got. Cool tag team fight in between Ahsoka, Sabine, and what what are these like guys' names? Not the HK droid, but the other guys. Because we saw them in, in the Jedi episode in the Mandalorian as well. Right. I will look it up. I mean, yeah, they're they're essentially just Easy fodder. And yeah, they dispatch him pretty quickly. Hu Yang gets back up. And with all the destruction to the T6, Hu Yang says that's going to set him back. Which sets up the episode with Hu Yang being at the ship and then Ahsoka and Sabine going on their mission. And he does say, may, may I make one request of you both? Stay together. Yeah, and that's kind of where I sensed it was like something's going to happen. Um, because you wouldn't have a line like that 
if like something was gonna go wrong. But the way they look at each other, yeah. And he got a so smiling for the first time, yeah, in a long while. <laughs> so so something that i kind of picked up off of the scene was like hey maybe they planned something ahead of time just in case if something did go wrong so if like you know if if ahsoka didn't make it then maybe sabine would go with them potentially i don't know okay you need to back this up because you are missing a beautiful scene back it up (laughs) there it is look at that oh man Seeing home one like that was crazy. It's so good. Yeah, and you but, got to see it on a very large screen. So, yes. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, the, the bigger the screen, the better, which is why I think Lucasfilm saw the right the onus to put part five on the big screens all over the country. So something that I'm hoping for is that that next episode is going to be long, that it will be a long episode. So the rumor is like 50 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I will. I. I will take that, David. I will take that. <laughs> um, Hopefully oh, it's man. true. Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed we haven't seen Admiral Akbar because this is his ship, man. So I'm like, where is he? We have seen some Mon Cal's, though. I know, but not not the OG. And if they get Tim Rose to come back as Admiral Akbar, I would I'd be so happy. General staff. And Hera is basically just breaking orders here, just leaving. Yep. Which, I mean, a lot of people kind of make it made a big deal of her asking permission from Chancellor Mothma, but I mean, you could just leave. <laughs> she was. <laughs> but I think out of respect, her. yeah, she she told Mon Mothma and let her know what was going on. I think, and I think she's more of a closer friend. It's almost like if me and you. We're buddies, which we are, and then you became president. I could <laughs> I could go to the Oval Office and just talk to you because you know who I am. I mean, we're friends, so it's like it's oh, that okay. Kind of thing. All right. Well, I I mean, we could test that one day. So I'll just start <laughs> running for president now, and I officially announce every day is Max Rebo Day. In about nine saying. more years, right? You'll qualify for <laughs> eight more years, something like that. So yeah, the that guy asked that there's a meeting of the general staff. What do I tell him? I mean, just tell him anything. I mean, come on. Just one of those things. And this was a great shot here. Oh, this was a great shot. It like so something that I'm surprised, and I don't know if you are, but if I was a parent and I knew I was going into danger, I don't know if I would take my kid with me. Well, on the surface, yes, that's correct. That makes all the sense of the world, but there's danger there, too, in that fleet. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen there. And do you want to leave your kid alone under someone else's supervision instead of your own when Hera knows she's a competent pilot? She can pretty much get out of anything. So Yeah, but later in this episode, I thought they were all going to die. So I was just like, I was like, oh, man. I was like, shoot. But yeah. uh, there, there, there is a cool reveal. Uh, keep playing it, David. Right. Um, there's a there's a cool reveal which i was kind of suspecting but at the same time i wasn't mm-hmm. uh and it's carson yeah he's back and i was hoping he would be just because i knew there was going to be a lot of new re- public stuff now something that does bother me is that zeb is not with them 
why is Zeb not with them? That makes no sense to me at all. I know Josh talked about it yesterday on the podcast, and I'm just like, why on earth would Dave uh, of Zeb not be on there? It just it it really doesn't make sense to me. So it's all about the budget. <laughs> well. Because you, we're gonna see we're gonna see maybe fifty percent of the budget in the next episode, so that's why. Well, you <laughs> well you could have just had, um, you know, of where the wings check in, and then maybe not show all their faces, and and then you hear Zeb's voice in 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 the background, and then maybe we got him in the next shot. But yeah, I I I really did enjoy seeing Carson. Because I do enjoy that character. And I'm glad that he's becoming like the Phil Coulson of of the Star Wars universe for all these new projects. On your signal, Phoenix Leader. Yes, he says Phoenix Leader. Yep. Yep. So. And there's Jason and Chopper. There's the director, Peter Ramsey. And that's a Rodian. That's not the director. Yep. It's a female Rodian. And who is this? I don't know. She she looks familiar. She does look familiar. Anyone in chat can chime in there. The X-Wing pilot. The the helmet low key looks like, you know, part of the customization ones that you can get in um in squadrons. But I I, I don't know. Which director is this? Is this uh, Jennifer Getzinger? Let's or Getza Patal? That's look. Because I don't think it's Steph Green. Jennifer. Let me look. Um, no, it's not her. Yeah, it's not Getza Patel either. Interesting. Okay. So who is this mystery X-Wing pilot? Maybe we'll see in the credits. Yeah. All right. So then we see the hyperspace ring. It's actually in atmosphere, which is kind of interesting. Right above the uh, the hinge. The Night Sister hinge. And then we see uh, Borgen Elsbeth activate the map once again. And bam, right there, we should have got the flashback. Yeah. How do you feel about her, um, about Morgan being a night sister? Um, I don't think it's a hundred percent clear that she's like a full blown night sister. They she did just... say like when she actually does something, Balin Skull's like, like you know, hey, she is using magic or something like that. So, yeah, I, maybe she was adopted by the Night Sisters. Yeah, I, I think she's like a maybe a class or two below a full blown Night Sister, like we've seen in in Rebels. Yeah. So, um, because people have questions about her appearance too, they're like, "Well, I thought she looked whole lot different." It's like, well. I think she's more of a humanoid, and I don't think she originated from where the Night Sisters originated. And she's more of like a follower. She's like a an apprentice to them, more more so than anything. Because I think if she was a full blown Night Sister, she'd be able to handle herself and never really 
be taken into custody at any point. She would use all that magic against Ahsoka in that fight in Mando Season 2. And man, right away, the encounter Shin and Maroc. This, to me, this really paid homage to a lot of samurai movies. Yeah, especially with the music, yeah. Yeah. And their, like, stances and the way they were fighting. These lightsaber fights were awesome. These were yeah. really, really good. Really, really good. And, of course, again, we don't have to talk about it or mention it, but I still want to mention it. It's two females fighting in, in lightsaber combat together, which we've never gotten any other time in live action except for this show, which is super cool. Yeah, true. And I do like her costume. I like her armor. It's like very medieval with the with the pauldrons and the the steel. Looks like knight's armor a little bit. So, who did you think Maroc really was? I was hoping it was no one. And um, spoiler okay. alert: I'm glad I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Because of be because it just it didn't make sense yeah. for him to be Ezra. And it would be cool for him to be Kanan, but then I'm just like, then they would have had to go to the world between worlds beforehand. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, my camera's acting up. <laughs> oh, you're good. So yeah. So I am I'm hoping that we get more of a story for him like kind of in the near future of like i mean because of we know what happens to him and we'll talk about it when it actually happens but i enjoyed his character um some people were suspecting that that it was star killer and i'm like no that is a that's a clickbait theory right there that would make no sense for him to be star killer and if it ended up being like you know, if, if it did end up being Star Killer, you know it would be cooler. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No. No. I enjoyed this fight. I enjoyed the the banter between the characters, and I and I even loved how Sabine like held her ground, um, even though she's not you know really really force sensitive. And she's still learning. Yeah, that force push with her hitting the back of that tree and her helmet popping off, that was that was a pretty cool stunt. Very aggressive. And just the intercut, I think, between the two lightsaber battles was done very well. And there's the image we got from marketing there. And then going back to... I mean, you you would. I mean, this is pretty much the volume here. But I think the special effects they used, they did it really well because it looks still like a three dimensional concept here yeah. for the for the actual footage. And I do like the countdown stuff here. That the, definitely the upload. Yes, because that definitely made it feel like the like the stakes were higher than i think we all thought it was just because of um those type of missions of where like hey here's a timer 
if the timer gets to its point, a like big bomb goes off. And I think to us, this was like a emotional uh, explosion just because the fact that, you know, we are going to see Thrawn. We are going to go see Ezra. But if, if the antagonists here end up like getting to where they want to go, then there's going to be another war. And there's a lot at stake here. So I love the, I mean, I know I'm going uh, on about a timer, but at, at the same time, like that really shows you how high the stakes are in the show. Yeah, the design is pretty cool. I, I really liked it. And see, when Maroc went into helicopter mode here, I don't thought he was going to fly away. <laughs> yeah, I would say, don't you dare say that. That's not helicopter mode until he's off the ground. Well, I mean, it's like spinning like super yeah, I, fast. I thought he was going to get airborne here at some point, but unfortunately, we didn't get that. Yeah. We saw that in, uh, in, in, in Obi-Wan too, but he didn't take off. Yeah, and here's an awesome shot right here of Sabine and Shin. Clashing sabers. And you asked me what I thought about Balin before. I thought he was great, like I said. But yeah, Shin is equally as as good as oh, yeah. as the apprentice. The fallen Jedi apprentice. Uh so something about uh about Maroc when he you know when he meets his demise is that there's like this green magic that comes out of him. So my suspicion my suspicion is that he uh, is that he was a creation of the um, of, of Morgan because of her, her her magic that she has for the Night Sisters. Hmm. Yeah, I was just assuming it was Night Sister magic that was like reanimating a corpse, possibly because that's been done before. So it's that whole thing. I was trying to get back to it. But yeah, Maroc gets sliced open. Green smoke stuff flies out. And here's the encounter that we all kind of been waiting for. Kind of reminds me of Arrival, that Denny uh, Villeneuve film right there with all the rings. Have you seen it? And here we have Balin just waiting there in his black robe. And he can sense Ahsoka. And then he evokes Anakin's name. He never mentioned you. And then she just straight up says he never he never talked about you. And then Balin takes off his robes, showing off his costume, and he just he's like an imposing figure here. So I'm curious on how he got the uh, on how he got the uh, 
info that Anakin did become Vader because that's not really public knowledge yeah. to a decent amount of people. So I'm curious if maybe he found a hologram and he kind of put two and two together. Yeah. So like all villains, Balin thinks he's he's right. He's doing the right thing. But I think he's kind of misinformed about the whole situation. And he chose the dark path. And Ahsoka only lights one saber. So this fight was really good, like we said earlier. And if you look closely, you can see Balin's stunt double in some of these shots. You can clearly see his face, which I was watching it in my living room on 4K, and you can see it clearly. Which is maybe one of the only things, like right there. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but you can kind of see his, his face. That's a different guy. Well... So something that a lot of people, I mean, you can't, you can kind of tell from here, but Ray, Ray Stevenson was a tall guy. <clears throat> um, To me, he really had like that Vader height. Like he was a tall dude because I yeah. remember when he walked out on stage for the Ahsoka panel, mm -hmm. that was like, I was like, wow, like he is tall. So um, I couldn't even imagine just having a lightsaber fight with them because he would be so intimidating. And then, he, and then his fighting style is not just, you know, it's just not that classic Jedi, you know, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very kind of brutish and yes, two-handed, huge swings. Because he's mixing the light side and dark side, so it's. Yeah. Which to to me, that's how Anakin was so strong, because that was his fighting style. Yep. But he uses powers for good. And yeah, every time we get into a situation like this, I ask myself, okay, how is the hero going to get out of what they're in when they're kind of overmatched? And this is exactly that situation. It felt like Shin was just kind of toying with her a little bit at first, and really wanted to kind of like punish her, wear her out. And then Balin starts talking about Anakin, essentially. I think before that, um, yeah, we see the map get knocked over. And then, of course, Sabine tries to use the Force, and then Shin says, you have no power. Yeah. And then she just puts her hand down and uses her, her little, like, wrist rockets, like a traditional yeah. Mando. And uh, knocks the saber out, and it still feels like to me Shin is kind of like half trying to keep her alive in a way. Okay. Or, or is this all just like serendipity or fortune so, here? I think the big thing about Shin is to me she comes off very conflicted. She like, I think she really doesn't know what she even wants. Um. Uh. Out of serving Balin's skull because I think she's following him kind of blind, but then there's moments where she like 
to me it comes off as like maybe she doesn't fully agree with like of what he's you know trying to do but then she's also like hey he's my master i gotta back him up um so i think she's very very conflicted yeah all right so uh, ahsoka tumbles off the cliff before that before that yeah ahsoka sees shin so she thinks sabine's dead and something else as well is that she also she also uh grabs the map and it burns her hand right and then later we see her in the world between worlds so my guess is maybe because she had direct contact with it while it was activated that transported her to or like like over there that's my guess and we'll definitely talk about theories in the end but when that happened did you think she died because of i was like she's the main character of the show so right yeah, I didn't think she died. I think she maybe like force landed maybe in the water or held onto the side of the cliff like you traditionally see in and yeah. uh these hero type sequences. So, yeah, and then we get Balin basically convincing Sabine to essentially join him and this kind of kind of echoes back to the Empire Strikes Back when Vader asks Luke to join him and roll the galaxy together and puts his hand out as well and it's like wow that's it's kind of a, a a mirror image in a way he and yeah cyclical. So, yeah because if he froze like like he was in mid-conversation he like stopped he like closed his eyes i think he was like trying to read her mind and then mm-hmm. be and then was like all right listen you yeah, he totally did yeah yeah you really miss ezra i can make that happen come with me let's go yeah. and i'll make all your dreams come true Oh boy. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, the whole attachment thing. Yeah. That, that's why Jedi preached no attachments. You'll be reunited with your friend. Yeah. I was surprised, but at the same time, not that she turned over the map. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was her ploy to to like maybe being like, hey. If I go to the world between worlds and I do save Ezra, potentially I could save Ahsoka as well. So I think that's why she went and did that. I think she's hiding it well, but that's my guess because I don't think Sabine would just go full out dark side. Yeah, she's just doing anything she possibly can to get to Ezra. And I think she thinks if she can get to Ezra, she can make it out of there with him alive. Including Ahsoka, I am thinking that they would find a way to save Ahsoka too. And then we see Phoenix Squadron show up: Jason Sandula, Chopper, General Sandula. And then we see the destruction of the map, which is a cool way to do it. Balin just shoves his orange saber straight through the heart of that thing. And then it essentially gets cleaved in two, burns a little bit of the core. They walk off. We see the hyper, the super hyperloop exiting the atmosphere of Cetos. Then we see the trajectory of how to get to Peridia. And then we see the squadron fly in towards the ring. Just love the sound of the X-Wings. 
I don't think they're sticking around for a fight. Yeah. And I don't think we don't we don't see the ship uh close up they're using here. It's not that shuttle Tidarian type. And then once we see them board, Morgan Elizabeth is shocked that they have a prisoner in Sabine. And she doesn't care much of her. She's not a force user. Yeah. That she knows of. And Phoenix Squadron detects the power surge and Morgan Elizabeth is just like... Yeah, like, right oh my going. gosh, man. Like, ooh. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting concept right there. I mean, they are in a big ring, so they basically pass right through them without damaging the ring. Right. That ring has to be massive. <laughs> yeah, and and that kind of gap like in space that's left behind, you know that 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 ship is traveling far to like a different galaxy. Just because of the way that the hyperspace like left a mark like it it looked like it left a dent in space and not and when a normal ship goes into hyperspace it doesn't do that it just kind of zooms in yeah and jason sandula says the thing i've got a bad feeling yeah and then poor hu yang left all alone with a t6 it's david Tennant. he'll be fine I loved this transition. Yeah. This was such a good transition. Yeah. That was awesome. And I automatically knew this was World Between Worlds. Oh, yeah. No. I figured it it was just be, be, because of the transition, and you saw kind of like the kind of light reflection as uh, uh, like as she was getting up I was like oh yeah mm-hmm. and it does look a, l- a little bit different and that's okay yeah oh my gosh hello snips I I was standing up at that point I was like there's no way that they're <laughs> doing this now her I feel like her reaction was like like our reaction. Like it was so like look at him. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That is my childhood. I was crying. I was so happy, so excited. Hayden's back. Officially. And the way she says Anakin, dude, it's like, uh. She she had so much love for him. And then, of course, it kind of ends right there. <laughs> and then Vader's theme plays. <laughs> yeah. Now, there were some people that were saying that um, that his lightsaber was um, was Vader's. And I'm just like, why are you not looking at the screen like fully? Like, I like I mean, because as soon as you told me that 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 was a rumor going around, I was like, that makes no sense. If you look at it. Yeah. Vader Saber um, uh, has a black piece in the middle, not Mm -hmm. a middle piece. It is the lighting because the area is dark. 
But if yeah. you compare the lightsabers upside down, you can clearly tell that 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 is the Skywalker legacy saber. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Now we only have uh, six more days left to uh, wait for the next show. Yeah. So Anna from uh, YouTube here says, I hey. out over this. And Zach, uh, our awesome patron, says, hey, guys, I'm just signing on. Are either of you going to see episode five in the theaters next Tuesday? Yes, I think both of us are. Uh, Colin, myself, possibly yeah. Capstar. I I, I did just see Craig. So, oh, yeah, Craig just got his tickets, too. Yes, and so I think... For serve. Yeah, I think Josh will, too. But I'm telling you, you know that it's going to be big if they're doing that. Um if they're having a screening like that's huge. I was surprised that they, that they, when they announced it, that they put Anakin on there because that is a good way to draw people in, but that's a big spoiler as well. And I know we already talked about, you know, Hey, now you have enough time to watch it. I'm still surprised. Yeah. But yeah, no, I am so, ah, oh, I'm so excited. And Eric Ibarra on YouTube says, I was hoping Sabine was going to die here. No, <laughs> oh, come on. Why? It's terrible. Ted City Geek says, also called, uh, he wasn't Starkiller. He was more of a throwaway, like a, the big bad from Tales of the Jedi. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We, yeah, we talked about that where it made no sense for Starkiller to come in. It absolutely made no sense just because of that character's OP um, in the um, in the Force Unleashed game. So to have him come in like this would be very interesting. Now, if we see, like, you know, this would be a perfect opportunity of the world between worlds to kind of show different timelines, different dimensions. If we saw Sam Witwer as Starkiller in an alternate timeline from Legends, that would be sick. That would be dope. That would be the way to do it. Um, from death, so this Anakin is, in fact, real Anakin before he turned... Uh, well, so... We don't know exactly what's going on here. We don't know if maybe... Anakin was going through like the world between worlds type situation. And he ended up, uh, uh, and maybe he was a mortis or something. And maybe he got pulled out of the timeline or somehow like he ended up in the world between worlds and he was walking through a portal. And then he saw Ahsoka, uh, kind of like how Ezra pulled Ahsoka out of the timeline. We don't know what's happening. There's also the speculation of this potentially being, um, uh purgatory of where ahsoka is you know she did die and when you die you do go to the world between worlds um and or this could just be a totally different thing and i have no idea what i'm talking about i'm just coming up with these theories because you have to think why is anakin here yeah i kind of like the notion of this is anakin before I want to say before a lot of events happened uh, in Revenge of the Sith and he's totally unaware of what happens to him at the end of that film and he he had the power to go in the world between worlds and figured that you'd have to be a really powerful Jedi in order to get there and then his line to Ahsoka I'm surprised to see you here so soon I think that to me maybe suggests that he didn't think Ahsoka was powerful enough yet to achieve the ability to get to the world between worlds. 
Okay. So I think that I like that idea. And Ahsoka knows Anakin's destiny. So she might be able to tell him that information. And maybe Anakin will see his, his reaction to that information and maybe see some of that in the portals, maybe when they take like a long walk around there. So and, uh, so they did that during the 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 arc for uh the Mortis arc in the Clone Wars and and Anakin learned of his you know of his future and then he was kind of go back with the sun to right. Coruscant but got wiped right yeah so if they do that again I think that would kind of be reusing content that doesn't need to be reused I would rather have them do something different um so they I know Dave Filoni will make sense of all of this. I, I know yeah. he will because it's Dave Filoni. And now it kind of goes back to us watching the, you know, all the trailers for The Last Jedi and people coming up with their theories. And then you go and watch the movie and you're like, that is not what I was expecting at all. So yeah. there's a lot to uh, process. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Disinferno says... My theory why Anakin is in the world between worlds is because he, uh, Anakin said, I wasn't expecting to see you soon. That's because Ahsoka left Anakin and he somehow came in the world between. So that's an interesting theory, but we know that when he left um, her in season seven, he was on his way to Coruscant, to the Battle of Coruscant. So it logically wouldn't make sense for him just to be on a ship that would take an hour from where they were all the way to Coruscant to do that. But that is an interesting theory. Uh, thank you so much, Anna. I hope you're doing well. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot to process. I'm very, very excited to see where it goes. I know the world is excited to see where this goes. This has been a long time coming. So this is super exciting stuff. Yeah, in next episode, it's it's going to be one of the biggest events in Star Wars history up to this date. I think maybe, aside from the Mandalorian premiere and the premiere of Season 2 of The Mandalorian, and maybe the start of Obi-Wan, the series, or maybe the finale of Obi-Wan, this is the next biggest thing that we have. And yeah. it's going to be in theaters on the big screen. And so many people are going to get to experience this. And yeah. uh, Hopefully I make it into that theater because it is first come, first serve. So I'm going to have to get in that line super early. I hope it's not insane in Dallas because Dallas is about four hours north of me. So I'm going to have to drive over there. And uh, Did it sell out? It's overbooked. So they're giving out more tickets than are allowed. Yikes. And I recently had an experience where I went to go see The Flash that way. And they told me, no, I can't go in the theater. I was like two people... Or maybe one person oh, shy no. of getting a seat. Oh, but man. I told him, I told him, hey, look, I drove a long way. I mean, is there any way possible? And they're like, well, you just go in there and stand. So I stood and watched the movie. There you so go. I still got to see the movie, but yeah. Yeah. Dang. So uh yeah, hopefully uh wow. hopefully I get in at a decent time. I'm gonna try and leave. Man, I might get in line at noon. I don't know, man. I know time's <laughs> gonna go by fast. You don't know this yet, Colin, but I'm twice your age, so time. Oh, goes really? Twice as fast. I don't know that. Okay, it didn't let me finish my sentence. I, time goes twice as fast. 
for me compared to you. So me getting in line at noon, it's going to feel like two hours waiting, you know? And then I'll probably be on my phone. There'll probably be other fans there. It'll probably be like very celebration-esque in line. So it should be pretty cool. Oh, no. We have time to do a bunch of live streams. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'll maybe try and live stream from the theater and see what happens. Yeah. So there is. Oh, my gosh. There is so much. So, so much to look forward to. This is insane. This is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. What a time to be alive. I'm, I'm telling you, as soon as I watched it on my way back, I was I, I, I called David and I was I, I was trying to hold back my tears just because of this character means so much to me. And I was at Dragon Con this past weekend and I was dressed up as Anakin and our friends were uh, Star was Ahsoka. Hunter was Rex. Christian was um, uh, was Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then Cap also did Captain Rex. So it's just this whole experience was just phenomenal and then coming home and then you're like oh hey guess what it's it's anakin he's back and that's just a childhood dream come true so i i'm so happy so the picture here on youtube twitter facebook name the people from left to right there okay so uh left to right you've got um you've got star and then you got cap you've got our friend Connor, you okay. got Christian as Obi Wan. You've got Hunter as uh, as the Phase Two Rex. You've got me as Anakin, and then you've got Hunter's uh, Hunter's awesome girlfriend Hannah. Oh, um, okay, yeah, and they were working the crap out of getting uh, her costume done for this, and it turned out great. She looks great. Um, That's but cool. yeah, yeah. So we had a bunch of photo shoots. We had a great time. We like that whole like I I love Dragon Con and then these are the guys from the Dad Batch, they're oh, awesome okay. guys, super super nice. Um, I was going around and I had like a Max Rebo poster and uh and <laughs> I just kept taking pictures with people. Which fun fact, that's actually a poster that we had at our wedding, um oh, okay. that, that that we hung up and we had a bunch left. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna take this uh with me to Dragon Con and it was a hit. It was super funny. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right. I think that's uh yeah. pretty much the episode. There you go. Thanks for uh, everyone in chat uh commenting. Uh that's always welcome. And um yeah, it's it's now it's just the 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 wait, the patient wait for episode part five. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, so uh, so if you want to find us if you don't know by now you can also find us on youtube like and subscribe of course like this video instagram star Wars stuff podcast x twitter and stuff pod you can find us on threads star Wars stuff podcast support us on patreon of course star Wars stuff podcast 2187 we're also on tiktok you can email the show at star Wars stuff podcast at gmail.com we're on facebook we have a star Wars stuff group star Wars stuff podcast page we also would like for you to rate us on Apple and Spotify five stars. And also you can write a review on Apple Podcasts. And we also have a website, starstuffpodcast.com. So check it all out, guys. And for Colin, my name's David. I'm sorry my camera maybe died. I don't know. I switched to my MacBook camera halfway during the, the shoot. So yeah, it's never done that before. How so, uh... dare you? 
<laughs> How dare you, sir? All right. That is it. And uh, see you Sunday. And may the force be with you. Always. This is the